Welcome back to another episode of the Break the Bank Podcast. This is your boy, Lurk. As always, I'm joined by my guys, X and Dion. And today we're going to continue our over-unders. We got the NFC going on this week. But Dion, last week we were talking about the Cleveland Browns and we went through the whole AFC North. And you kept talking about the schedule and how um, Deshaun Watson's suspension was going to affect everything. Now we know that it's not going to be six games and it's going to be 11 games. Do you change your mind on the over-under for the Browns? Because I sure as hell do. I know X had the under already. I'm definitely switching from over to under based off of his suspension. How about you? Um, and nah. to remind you, the number was eight and a half wins. No, nah, I'm gonna stick with it. I, I don't like I don't like changing takes like that. It's not really my MO, so I'm gonna just stick with it. And the reason why you can double down on being wrong, you gotta do it. Yeah. I, 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 I find it acceptable in this situation because we were going off of copy. Well, I mean, let's move on to the NFC now. Let's 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 get back to the regular schedule program. I just want to get your thoughts on that. So we're gonna start with the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys won the division last year. They went 12 and 5. Points bet has them at 10 and a half wins right now. I am not a believer in this team at all, from the coaching staff to the players on the field. There's a few players I like, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I I'm I'm low-key a fan of CD Lamb. I think Mike Gallup is a really good receiver when healthy. He's coming off a ACL injury, I believe. ACL and MCL injury. So I don't know how effective he's gonna be. I'm not a fan of Dak, not a fan of Zeke. And they talking about using Scott Pollard more. I believe that's his name. I could be Tony, saying Tony. that wrong. Tony, Tony Pollard, Pollard. There you go. Scott Pollard, Tony Pollard. Like Word. I'm bugging. <laughs> Too much tequila. But um, I'm not a fan of this team. I'm going with the under. X, these are division rivals. Probably our biggest rival in all of the fucking NFL. What do you got? Over under 10 and a half wins. I'm gonna go under and it's Cow it's the Cowboys way out, but I think that they go 10 and 7. Um, yo, if you look at who they lost, bro, like they lost a lot of I'm not gonna say like good to great players, but a lot of depth, you know what I'm saying? And they didn't really have the cash space or flexibility to to replace a lot of those players, mostly because of Zeke's contract. I think that they're just, you know, they're resigned to the fact that they gotta see the Zeke contract out at least for this year. And they'll look to get out from under it um, next all season, and they'll start to kind of rebuild the depth. But I mean, who's their number? Mike Gallup coming off an injury? I don't know, man. Defense he got hurt late, right? Yeah, and even you know, even I mean, Gallup's okay, but yeah, he got hurt like in December, January. Yeah. Defensively, I hate their fucking secondary. Um, now Michael Parsons is the I hate that they have Michael Parsons because. He, he excels in coverage. He excels against the run. If, you know, if they suffer an injury in the D-line, he can line up at defensive end and, and create, you know, a pass rush that way. So that's the X factor. But I, I just don't think they have enough talent. So that's the long way of saying give me the under for the Cowboys. Dion? Um, I'm going to join him on that. Uh, I'm trying to see, like, how long Gallup's out for. Because if they don't have Gallup, like, 
He just started running right uh, sounds- this week. Yeah, it says they feel really good and chose not to move them to the reserve PUP list. All right. Either way, I'm gonna um I'm still gonna take the under. Like I, I think this is a nine or ten win team. Um and to be honest, this number is literally not high because of this roster. It's just the division. Like no one actually believes that they're ten and a half. Like Yeah, it's just uh, the division sucks. It's just because of the division. Like the the assumption is they they win all six and then they can steal five, but like I'm looking at this schedule, like it's not. I mean, I guess you play Chicago and Detroit. Um, I don't think they win all six, by the way. We'll get to the yeah. next team next that I think is going to be the best team in the division, but no, I don't, I don't think, think they, they win all six. I don't think they do either. I'm just saying, like, that's Vegas's, like, assumption is, like, they win all six and then they just steal five. Um, but, yeah, I don't even think I, – I can't even find five games on this schedule outside the division that I think they win. So, I'm going under, probably, like, way under. I also yeah, don't think, I think that's that guy. I disagree um, on the. I think the decade has gone too far. The decade right, has now, gone too far. It's not now. When I say I'm not a fan, I don't think Dak is trash. I think Dak is a really good quarterback. I just don't think he's anywhere close to elite, and he's shown that he he has the same issues as Tony Romo. Like he fumbles under pressure, and he doesn't win against good teams. He he beats up against bad teams, but he doesn't win against good teams. When you have a quarterback like Peyton Manning in his prime, Tom Brady in his prime, they're so great that they cover up a lot of the flaws on your roster, and deservedly, they get the credit, you know, for winning their team to victory. But I feel like those are the exceptions to the rule. More often than not, it's going to be rare for a quarterback to be so great that, like, I know you guys always hear the, the term wins are not a quarterback set. The reason is you can have a great quarterback, but there's 20, you know, there's 22 starters on the field plus special teams. Like, I just feel like some of these Cowboy rosters have been shit. You know, some of those Cowboy teams with Romo were shit. And yeah, we can talk about them. You can say, okay, well, they underperformed in the playoffs. I would argue that they, they over, they overachieved by even getting their team to that point. And then they just didn't have enough talent around them for them to be able to lift the team to victory. And yeah, you see the quarterback, they'll throw a timely interception, but what you don't see is that there was nobody open. So yeah, they had to throw it into double coverage or they had to force a throw downfield. They muff a snap, they fumble the ball. Like but it's reductive. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying in the in the defense of Tony Romo and shit. Like, I get what you're saying, but at the end of the day, if you don't win on the biggest stage that you play on and you consistently year after year have costly turnovers in the biggest game of your fucking life, then you're going to get that label. And as good as Tony Romo was in the regular season, he always fumbled under pressure in the playoffs. And even in big games in the regular season for most of his career, he oh, would bro, play shitty when the games mattered most. And look, Peyton Manning had the same issue until he finally got over the hump and won the championship. Yeah, but but see, even that, like, and then Manning gets credit for two rings. Like, they didn't win. No, he gets credit for one. He gets credit for one of them. The second one, everybody and their mother knows, even the casual observer knows, that second one, Peyton Manning gets no credit for. So, so let me ask you a question. Why is it that we give Aaron Rodgers a pass for only having one ring when we know that him a pass. he should get a pass? 
Wait, why should he? Because you saying we, I don't give him a pass. Well, what, 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 well, that's silly. Because we can all agree that until Mahomes came into the picture, Aaron Rodgers was arguably the most talented quarterback that we've ever seen. I won't say best or most successful, because obviously that's Brady that has the most, you know what I'm saying? But, bro, for years we've been screaming for the Packers to surround Aaron Rodgers with adequate talent, with adequate skill position players. And so he only has one ring, which means that every year he falters in the playoffs somehow. But yet we all agree, yo, Aaron Rodgers is the truth. Now, I'm not saying that Dak is Aaron Rodgers. All I'm saying is that sometimes we're too quick to be reductive in our arguments and we should understand the nuance. And I'm just saying we both know that those Cowboys rosters are top heavy and lack depth. You know what I'm saying? And are I we still think, talking about Romo or are we talking about Dak? I'm talking about Dak, bro. But we can talk about Romo, but it's about look. Oh no, both- I, I mean, yeah, in like you you have you have points, but it, not even just the playoffs, like even in the regular season, like when he plays against good teams, more often than not, they lose. I feel like y'all talking about a whole lot of nothing. Um, both y'all are correct. The, <laughs> the problem is in this, in everything uh, X just said, if that applies to Romo, that's great. That doesn't apply to Dak, in my opinion. And whether you feel like, no matter what you feel about Dak and this roster, he's not good enough to elevate this team. So that's why I got that under. And, and maybe, the and to your point, maybe that's the difference between Dak and all those other players that X has mentioned in his argument is that all those guys, Rodgers, Manning, Brady, they were able to elevate the talent around them. Like, Deion Branch was Super Bowl MVP and got a huge fucking contract from the fucking Seattle Seahawks because of Tom Brady. Before that, nobody fucking knew who Deion Branch was. Like, Tom Brady played with one Hall of Fame wide receiver and Randy Moss. Anybody else that has the only other person that has a chance in making the Hall of Fame is Wes Welker. And King do shit before or after um fucking Tom Brady. He had, I mean, he had a good season with Peyton Manning, but like those guys elevated the talent around them. Dak doesn't do that. And I think that's the big difference. Like, as good as he is. Can he elevate those guys around him? No. Let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles, unless you got um, anything else you want to add, X. No, we just, we'll agree to disagree, so good. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to the Philadelphia um, Eagles. I will say Dak is the best um, quarterback in the division by far, but the F- Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, he has an improved supporting cast. I, I, I like this team more than I should, being that they're division rivals. I think the Eagles win the division, and I'm going to take the over on their nine and a half wins. I think they go 10 and seven or 11 and six. Uh, let's yeah. start with you, Dion. What, what do you got? Yeah, I got the over two. Um, I think they're the best team in the division. They also start at Detroit, Minnesota, Washington, Jacksonville. So I think I think they get it to 4-0 pretty quickly. Um, in the middle, they have Houston, uh, Washington, Pittsburgh. And then at the end, they have uh, <laughs> New York and Chicago. So I, I, all they got to do, and then they end again with another New York game. So I, I think it's pretty not a pretty easy way for them to get to 10, but 
if any team in this division were to beat the Cowboys, which I feel like someone will do in order to win the division, it's going to be them. So I got the over. Yeah, this is my lock for the division. I think I, I just think they have the best team. And I don't think that they need extraordinary performances from Hurts. He just has to play within the system and do what he does best. So I think it's an easy over and it's my lock. Yeah, yeah I, I think it, it's pretty easy to say, like, outside of the quarterback division, I mean, the quarterback position, from top to bottom, this is probably the best team in the division. Like, best supporting cast. Um, you got Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, Dallas Golder. They got a pretty good offensive line. The defense isn't that bad. They've always been like they 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 always have a really athletic defense that that generates pressure. So that's not really something they got to worry about. This is probably the easiest one to go for so far. Now the next one we got Giants seven and a half wins. Um, I believe you on chaos and conversation X and said that you were taking the over on that. Yeah, hold on a second. What was that number? Seven and a half. Oh, heck, there is no way that the Eagles are your lock, but they <laughs> no, 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 no. You talking about the Eagles? No, I'm saying the Giants are seven and a half, right? Yeah, Giants are seven and a half. Oh, this is gonna be this is the easiest bet we make all day. Maybe the whole I show don't know because is... well, the commanders no. and the Giants are both seven and a half wins, but we're gonna start with the Giants. I got the under for the Giants. I think they probably like. No matter how much improvement they make, they're still very thin on the offensive line. They already have a bunch of injuries at the offensive line. Um, the quarterback position is still a question mark. 90% of the receiving court, no matter how talented they are, they all have question marks as far as durability and health. I'm taking the under on this. I think they're probably a 5-6 a five-six win team at max. But yeah, X, if I'm not mistaken, you took the over on the Giants on Chaos and Conversation. Are you yeah. sticking with that? I am. And I can talk myself into honestly, this is a bet on the coaching staff. I think it's a bet on our front office. I think that we had the worst GM slash head coach combo in the entire league last year. I feel like just the upgrading coaching should be worth at least a win or two. I feel like you may not think the Giants have a lot of talent, but when you look at certain, certain positions, we do have a lot of talent. And I just think that Dave is going to be able to maximize whatever talent we do have. And we'll be scrappy. That defense is, it's not a great defense, but it's kind of a bend, but don't break defense. But too often they were broken because we just had too many three and outs and they were just on the field for too long. If we're able to generate, we don't even have to be high scoring, but if we can just keep possession on the ball, maintain, you know, the run game and just move the chains and get allow our defense to stay off the field and keep them fresh, I feel like that's going to allow us to be competitive. So I see the path there. Saquon's healthy. The offensive line is the best that it's been since Eli Manning's tenure. I mean, we have Andrew Thomas, we have Evan Neal. You know what I'm saying? Like, we haven't had tackles like that in over a decade. On defense, we have Thibodeau, we have Xavier McKinney, like we have some linebackers, we got Leonard Williams, we got some nice cornerbacks. I just, I think that they, I think the commanders are the worst team, bar none. 
I think that they if they win both games against the Commanders, if they can steal one to two games against the Eagles and Cowboys, which is entirely possible. Let's say they steal. Let's say they win both against the Commanders and they get one against the Cowboys and the the Eagles. That's four wins right there. I'm um, pretty sure they play the Lions. They do. Yeah, um, they play the Lions. They play I, the Texans. I know they play they the play, Jaguars. They do play the Jags. Okay. I've counted ten losses on their schedule, so I'm I'm curious as to see where. All right, you, that's where you think they're. I'll go through real quick. Honestly. One of my favorite bets in week one is the Giants over the Titans week one. I think the Titans fucking stink. I think we gave them trouble. But let's count that as an L. Panthers week two, that's a win. Cowboys week three, let's call it an L. Bears, that's a win. Packers, L. Ravens, L. Jaguars, win. Seahawks, probably a win. That's five. Texas. That's at Seattle. It could go either yeah. way. But when's the last time? When's the last time the Giants have won back-to-back road games? Um, probably before they have fucking Russell Wilson. Oh, beat Seattle. Look, it's the Seahawks without Russell Wilson. Like, what are we talking about? The Seahawks. Yeah, stay. but he, no, no, that was what I said. He said back-to-back road games. I, I think that's when they did that. Eli was the starter. Yeah, I just think you could see a very underwhelming performance there. Uh, okay, let's let's say that. And Jacksonville's defense is supposed to be better this year, right? Let's say it's a possible. Let's let's say that the Seahawks is a possible. The Texans. We'll say, why don't you say Seahawks win, Jags lost? Like I don't think they win both. You know, what I mean, I, mean like, I got them winning both. I'm with X and with them winning both. But you bring up some good points that make me question my logic. Let's just say five and a possible. Let's treat it like spades. Texans. Let's say six and a possible. Lions. That could be seven and a possible. Well, you had the Texans going no over. The Texans ain't going over if they lose to the Giants. Look, you can't look. I'm just trying to see what is the path there. Then we right, got yeah, I feel you. The, what then we got games at the end of the season against the Commanders, the Eagles, the, Commanders. Don't, don't forget about the Lions. Yeah, I mentioned the Lions. So right now, I, I'm at like seven and a possible. So if they win that possible, then they're over. You I think we lose to Minnesota. I think we, especially we play them in Minnesota and we coming off a road game against Washington. I think we lose to Indianapolis by a lot. I think we lose both games to Philly. But here's the thing. What if the Eagles already had the division wrapped up week 17? Right? Let's say we're sitting at seven and come week 17, the Eagles already have the division crown wrapped up. They want to give their, their players a rest. Then that's an easy dub. All of a sudden, boom, we're at eight wins. You know what I'm saying? And Gardner Minshew is still, it, 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 it right, sucks right, to say right. this, but I think right. Minshew is still a better quarterback than whatever we're going to have it'll out be, there. It'll be, it'll be Minshew and a bunch of twos. Look, all I'm saying is I can see the path there. It's very easy to see. The fact is this. I think Daniel Joe stinks, but the fact is none of us truly know because we haven't seen him what – Yo, son, we had the worst fucking play call in all of the NFL last year with Jason fucking Garrett. We had a special teams coach who was our fucking head coach, bro. <laughs> like, like, what did we talk? We had we drafted a running back second overall and didn't have a fucking offensive lineman worth shit. Like, bro, yeah, and this is supposed to be the best offensive line he's played behind, and he's been under pressure all preseason. The starting center has never played center in his career, and he's hurt. Our starting left guard is hurt. All of our second string offensive linemen, with the exception of one, is hurt. 
we already um are without a rookie offensive lineman for the season. Yes, Nick but, Gates but Lurk, still isn't back. Lurk, I'm, isn't more, I'm more worried about being able to keep a quarterback on on his feet and giving them more than a fucking a second and a half to throw the ball. And that's where my biggest issue lies is whoever the fuck plays quarterback, whether it's Tyrod Taylor, Davis Webb, Daniel Jones, if they trade for Jimmy G, I don't fucking care. Who's going to keep the quarterback on their fucking feet? Well, we got the best tackles we've had in the last second. And the last last thing to wrap it up, last thing to wrap it up. I think that our Giants, the Giants last year, ran the most plays out of a single formation all season than any other team in the league. That means everyone knew what the fuck was coming every snap. There's only so many three wide receiver sets when they're all lined up in the same exact position that you can run. It was the most predictable offense on the planet. And now you're going to get somebody like Dave who's going to take advantage of Daniel Jones' athleticism. His legs, they're going to run boots. They're going to run play actions. You know what I'm saying? We've got Kadarius Tony. We've got Wondell Robinson. They can take little bubble screens and short passes and turn up field. Now, Kenny Galladay is fucking washed. So I'm not going to say anything positive is coming from him. All I'm saying is, look, I see the path there. You know what I'm saying? And I think the back there's value on the over. This is one bet that I'll always hope I'm wrong about. But Dion, what you got? I'm assuming uh, you got the under. That, yeah, this under is pretty easy. Yeah, I know he's gonna go there. Steve mark Steve. that, mark that down, because I wanna, I'm, I wanna. Is this your lock? Is this? You know lock what? Fuck it, I'm locking it. The Giants up. The Giants over. I'm locking it. All right, the next one is my lock. I got Washington Commanders under seven and a half wins. Dion, we'll start with you. Um, I don't fucking know. See, this one, I feel like this roster isn't half bad, but I don't trust Carson Wentz, to, like, at all. I kind of fuck with Heineke. If he was starting, I'd probably feel a little different. But, um... Yeah, these are the stink. Can we just say they stink, bro? That's not. I don't. I don't think they, so. bro. They stink, and they're gonna be without fucking Chase Young for the first four games. More yeah, than that that doesn't help anything. I mean, that defensive line's nasty. I think they got a very good front seven, and the secondary can hold up. That's gonna be a pretty damn good defense. Uh, I'm probably still gonna take the under. Uh, I, I just don't think they're very good. Like I don't trust Carson Wentz, but but they have Carson Wentz, bro. That's all we yeah. need to say. He's but they ass. got a good. They got a good offensive line. They got they got scary Terry, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Logan Thomas at tight end. They got pretty pretty good defense. Like it was one of those teams where like if they could ever figure out the quarterback position, like we could be talking much differently about them. Is Ron Rivera a good coach? No, I think he is. I don't. What think are we basing that? Coach, what are we basing think, that on? I don't think those Carolina teams for most of the time he was there were as good as he coached them up to be. I disagree. I think I think, <laughs> I think he looked his best when Cam Newton was at his absolute peak of his powers. And when Cam but, well, wasn't I mean, Cam. Well, you could, I would argue that the defense was pretty great for a lot of the time he was there. And then you look at what a lot of those players did elsewhere and it doesn't come just look. Just look at the same defense last, bro. Last, I remember last preseason, everybody was drafting the Redskins, sorry, the Commanders, like as a first or second defense in fantasy because we all expected, yo, with that defense, they spent five first-round picks on the defensive line. 
They're going to get all these tax and all these turnovers. And then they went out there and they got their ass kicked the first six weeks. And it's the same players they got this year, the same exact core. And now they're going to be without Chase Young, who's their best defensive player. So he wasn't able to get the most out of that defense last year. And now they're going to be without this star pass rusher for the first four weeks. I just think it's a like much like the Vikings that we're looking at names and not on-field production. So I'm not giving them credit. I do agree with that. I mean, I got the under. I'm saying like this roster is good. They don't have the coach and they don't have the quarterback to take it to that next level. But I do think this roster is good. That's fair. So we're all in agreement on the under. Dion, I already said my lock was the commanders under seven and a half wins. X said his lock is the Giants under seven and a half wins. What's your lock for the division? Over, over, over. My bad. I got got the Giants under. That's your lock? Yeah. When I look at both the Giants and the Commanders, I got them both under. I feel way more comfortable with the Giants under than I do the Commanders. I do love Dayball. I do everything X said I get. I just think, like, the conversation we have a year from now, it probably be a little bit different than the conversation we're having now on that team. I wouldn't lie. My, I feel more comfortable with the Giants going under than the Commanders, even though I do think the Commanders are going to be the worst team overall. I think they still find a way to win a couple more games than the Giants, but my emotions won't allow me to pick the Giants as my lock. I also just think Wentz has to do so much less than Daniel Jones. Uh, and yeah, honestly, I- can I be honest real quick? I'm trying to reverse jinx the Giants. I hope we go over 17 the fucking hard way, and I hope we get to draft one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. My worst fucking nightmare is the Giants going over and us talking ourselves into giving Daniel Jones an extension. So I'm praying that I'm wrong, and I hope we finish with the worst record in the fucking league. And we can let well, Gallaudet they- walk, we can let Barkley walk, we can let Jones walk. And then we can build around on, you know, the next I, year. I, I, I'd like to see what that salary cap is, is going to be like if we don't retain Galladay after this year. But I'm definitely all for the Giants going to own a well, one in 16. I, I don't want to be the first team to go 0 and 17. I'll but, do that with a smile. My, I'll show up to the stadium with I'm one of those trash bags over my head if I have to. <laughs> I, I want to go 0 and 17, bro. That's I want to go I'm, 1 in 16, but if if Bryce Love is not gonna be, I mean Bryce, Bryce Williams yeah. is not gonna, Bryce, ain't it like Bryce Young? Gonna, Look, I don't know shit about college, but I keep hearing Bryce Love, C.J. Stroud, Bryce, and some other Bryce, motherfucker. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. There we go. Yeah, I want one of those two. If Bryce you, Young no, is not gonna yeah. be in the draft, no, nah, they Caleb both will Love be. Not, what about Caleb Love? You think he enters the draft? Caleb Williams is a sophomore. <laughs> Williams love yeah I'm mixing up too many you know I don't think sports today I'm gonna be completely honest I don't think uh, I don't think Caleb Williams is that guy on the NFL level I'm iffy I'm Bryce Young CJ CJ Stroud's the guy though look I'm not prepared to make calls on 17 year olds so I'm not gonna <laughs> be like Dion because I don't know what the fuck this, this motherfucker just hit puberty I don't know what he's gonna be but I do know there's gonna be a fucking quarterback and I feel like that's the path forward, right? Because the worst place to be is in the middle. You don't want to end up in a situation where Daniel Jones doesn't really quite show you anything, but you're too, you're not high enough in a draft to where you can draft a quarterback of your future. And then you end up having to mortgage a whole bunch of picks in order to move up, or you go out there and God forbid and you sign somebody like fucking Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill in free agency. 
you never want to pay a quarterback in the open market because you're going to have to overpay and you never want to mortgage your future to trade up. So 0-17, here we come, baby. I'm rooting for it. Let's move on because this division stinks. Sure. Yeah, let, let's move on to probably the most polarizing team in the entire conference, the Green Bay Packers. They went three, 13 and four last year. No Devontae. Yeah, no more Devontae Adams, but they still got Aaron Rodgers. They signed Sammy Watkins. They Randall Cobb is washed and is a scrub. Um, they don't really have a great offensive line. The running game is legit. The weapons for Aaron Rodgers outside of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are questionable. X, the over-under for them is 11 and a half wins. They won, me, they won 13 over. last year. Give me the over. And it's it's a lock and it's not even close. Look, and this is a... Honestly, this is your lock already? Yeah, this is my lock. Honestly, I think they go 6-0 in the division. Um, I... I and yeah, everything you said is right. But honestly, that package didn't even six and zero last year, bro. It don't yeah. even matter. <laughs> that that Packers defense might be the best defense in the league. Hey, let's relax. I, wow. Look, I look, look at the roster, bro. That's what I'm saying. No, it, it's the up there. It's up there for sure, but it's not the best. And we're talking about who does the Lions, the Vikings, and who's the fourth team? Um, and the Bears. The like, I do think Bears. Goes, yeah, I do think you go six and zero in the division. By the way. Come. So then you're asking me, can they get six wins outside of the division? So can they go six and five outside of the division? Yes, I do. So give me the over. What about you, Dion? Yeah, I got the over too. Um, it's not my lock, but I do got the over. They play both New York teams um, outside of the division. I think they go six and zero oh in the division. They got uh, well, they got the whole NFC East. If you told me they went six and zero oh in their division and then went four and zero oh against the NFC East, they're already at ten. <laughs> so yeah i i got the over also but okay. i will say there's gonna be teams overs and unders like we choose like i think this team gets smoked in the playoffs just like last year the, oh, packers, I agree. I agree. the packers the bills and the tampa bay buccaneers are the only teams with an over under of 11 and a half wins Personally, I have the under on the Green Bay Packers, but now I'm looking at the schedule again. And, yeah, they, they start off the season, Minnesota, Chicago, Tampa Bay, New England. They should start the season. And then both New York teams. They should essentially start the season 6-0. and Shit, 7-0 and because they got the Redskins, well, the Commanders right after I don't, that. I don't know if Tampa's a guaranteed win. It's not, but I probably have them um, 60 40 to win just because of the injuries and the Packers front line. But it's a toss up. Let's say they go six and one the first seven weeks. Then they play Buffalo, Detroit, Dallas, Tennessee, Philly, Chicago, and then they got a bye week, week 14. So do you think they that finish. they go four and six? Do you think they can go four and six their last 10 to hit the under if they start six and one? Nah, yeah. Now I'm looking at the schedule and it's like, the last four games, I think they go three and one. After the bye week, they got the Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, and then Lions. They finished the season with two home games at Lambeau. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna take the over. Originally, I had them going under, but I'm gonna take the over. 
they probably win 13, 14 games again. Next up, we got the Vikings, nine and a half wins. Ooh. Give me the under, baby. That's a gross nine and a half. Give me the under, baby. They stink. Can I, get, I mean, can I get some nuance and analysis behind yeah. that? Uh, Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. And so they never. <laughs> and no, yo. And that's just look, their defense has been living off name and reputation, not production. Offensively, they do have a new offensive coordinator, but he's promising me more Kirk Cousins. And I don't know if more Kirk Cousins is a good thing. I think that the fact that they relied on the run game so much allowed him to kind of play within himself. If you're telling me that he's going to go out there and throw the ball 30, 35 times a game, despite the fact that they have amazing weapons at receiver, I don't know if that's a good thing. I think that they should run the ball first because they've excelled at that and kind of run play action off of that. But if Dalvin they're going to go... a fucking beast. He, he is. But they, you know... He, and even Alexander Madison is a fuck is a good running back. Like they have good running backs. They're deep there. I just and I just don't think that defense is good, bro. And I just Kirk Cousins is all right. He's he's like Alex Smith. If you need six yards, he'll get you seven. If you need ten yards, he'll get you seven. And that's just who Kirk Cousins is. So just I think they're the most nine and eight teams in the history of nine and eight teams. Give me the under. I'm going to take the over just because of the schedule. Like, I think they I think they win four in the division at least. Probably lose both to Green Bay. Um, and then they play New Orleans in London. That's a toss-up just because of where it's at. They got Miami, Washington, both New York teams, Detroit. Uh, I guess Detroit's in their division, New England. New England on a Thursday at home. Like, ah, ah, I'm going to take the over just because of the schedule. Not because I, again, like this team's going to get smoked in the playoffs. I think sometimes we over rely on looking at the schedule, right? Every season, right? Every season. How many times do teams go from worst to first or from worst to last? And so I think sometimes we over rely on what we saw the, the season prior. So just looking at that team, I just don't think that team is good. You know what I'm saying? And I base it off that. And so because of that, I think that they're going to lose games that they're probably not supposed to lose. We saw it last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, they should have lost to the Lions if it wasn't for, like, a 60-something yard kick. Like, they should have lost to another team if it wasn't for another late second field goal. Like, that team and, – and those were games in which they had the lead. I, I want to say, like, their record – they. With the lead entering the fourth quarter, they had like the worst record of all the teams, and that's because her cousins, man. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, give it under. Oh, um, I'm gonna take the over. I think they go ten and seven. I still don't think they make the playoffs, though. They have to. If they go ten and seven with the extra playoff spot, there they'll be one of the wild card teams. Especially when you consider the NFC East is maybe gonna put in one, two teams at the most. Well, I think the NFC South gets two teams and the NFC West gets two teams and the East and the NFC East gets two teams. And then I think the North gets one. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles, I think the Cowboys and the Eagles make it. I think, well, we'll get to the other divisions later on, but 
I think the Packers are the only team in this division that makes the playoffs. I mean, if the, the Vikings could theoretically steal a wild card spot, they almost got in last year. But they'll be in contention. It'll it'll come up to the last couple of weeks, but they'll be they'll be in contention for the playoffs. Um who's the next team? Is it the Lions? The Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears won six and eleven last year. Points bet has them at six and a half wins. I'm pretty sure we're all taking the under on this, right? Yeah, yeah we don't not, really have to do too much too. talking. Yeah, they Yeah, I mean, if you paid attention to anything that happened during the offseason or last year, then you know this team is going to be disgusting. Uh, Detroit Lions, also six and a half wins. I got the under. Yeah. I'm I got the over, baby. No, really? I got the over. I thought we yeah. were on that one. I no. didn't your analysis. So you've been watching too much hard knocks, huh? Honestly, no, but that did kind of cement my feeling about them. Look, I'm I'm not gonna fall into the hype the way like the media has it, like, oh, the Lions are gonna make the playoffs. Look, I don't think they make the playoffs, but I think that they can go seven and eight or seven and nine. How well seven and ten? Yeah, seven and ten. They can go seven and ten. Bro, if you look at the one team that team did last year was compete. Their record in one score games, I want to say they were like one in five or one in six in one score games. If they have any sort of regression to the mean and they're closer to 500 in, in one score games, they hit the over. You know what I'm saying? And I think that their offensive line is much improved. I like Amon St. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown or whatever his name is. I like him. I like DeAndre Swift. I like Hawkinson. I like their skill positions on offense. Their defense, eh, you know, kind of leaves a little bit to be desired. But I don't know, man. Those boys, those boys play with heart. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to steal one or two games that they should have no business winning. And with a last place record, you know, that cupcake isn't going to be the toughest on earth. So if they win yes, both the- of What'd you say? Yeah. No, I was about to say something. I, I did, I'm going to wait. No, I was going to say I got them sweep. I got them sweeping the Bears. They probably still win against the Vikings. Then I just need them to win four more games, and I feel like they can do that. Just keep in mind they still have Jerry Goff at quarterback. I mean, look, he's not he's not the worst quarterback in the league. I mean, you were talking like Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback in the league. Oh no, he, he's I take him. I take him over Jerry Goff. You're smoking dust. You're smoking that good old South Bronx dust because there's no way that I'm taking Carson Wentz over Jared Goff. No. I'm I'm too young to be smoking dust. I'm smoking that za. <laughs> but I feel you. <laughs> Bro, they got games against the Seahawks, the Dolphins bum asses, two against the Bears, my bum ass Giants, the Jags, the Panthers, the Jets. The Gi- Wait, the Giants have to beat the Lions if you got them going over, bro. Like, like I said, I'm just trying to reverse change the Giants. I hope that I'm being fully broke My worst nightmare is that the Giants go over, and I'm hoping that I'm such a bad gambler that my bad juju rubs off and that they go way under. So um, you can't take – I'm not objective when it comes to the Giants. But, um, yeah, I'm taking over. I think they think it squeeze out seven wins. Okay, next up, we move on to the NFC South. The greatest quarterback to ever live, Tom Brady. Went 13 and 4 last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This year, points bet has them at 11 and a half wins, X. I'm taking the under. Okay. 
I think they go 11 and six, which is still a pretty good record, probably good enough to win a division. Um, I just think that they'll lose some games. They're going to be certain games where the other team's defensive line just completely takes away what they want to do on offense. Um, bro, they are three, the one, where's the one place you can rush Brady? I know you've heard this anyway. I'm not, up you the know, middle. exactly. I'm not pretending to be John Madden here. You rush Brady up the middle. Their three interior linemen are out for the year. Um, so that's going to be problems. So that's going to force him to get the ball out a split second before he's comfortable. So, yeah, give me the under. And I, I just think they win 11 games, which is fair. You know, an 11 and 6 is not a failure by any means. I just don't think they'll, in a regular season at least, they'll be, you know, one of the top two seeds. Yeah, I'm with you. I got them winning 10, 11 games. Uh, we don't know what's gonna what's the situation with Chris Godwin really, but Julio Jones is there now. They got Mike Evans. They still got Cameron Bray. They they got weapons, I guess. But Brady's getting older. We saw his accuracy dip a little bit last year. We seen the arm strength dissipate year after year. I I like their defense, but I don't like their offensive line. Like who, um, who's creating what what weapon do they have? Let's say that that with they're rushing Brady up the middle. Who's the weapon that he has is going to be able to create separation like off the line of scrimmage like that? There's a reason why they bought an Antonio Brown. They needed a quick, a quick twitch. Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, like he's gonna get open within the first couple seconds, you know, in that five to eight yard range and give Brady a safety blanket. Even Gronk, you saw that in key situations, he relied on somebody like Gronk. Now, I think Mike Evans is a good big body to have, but if Chris Godwin is not healthy and he's more of an outside threat, who's allowing him to, to control the middle of the field? I just he's don't know. He's going to have to rely on Fournette, I guess. But, uh, uh, yeah, he had a good I'm playoff. Not, run, but I, he said, I said last I guess year. for a reason. I said I guess for a reason. And Julio's washed, so I don't think you can count on anything from Julio. So, yeah, I just – that defense is elite, though, but I just don't trust the offense for the regular season. What you I got, Dion? Pass rushes at least. How you feel about their secondary? I like the front seven. Not a big fan of their secondary. I like their safety, Carlton Davis, or whatever his name is. I like him. Yeah. Cornerback, eh, but you know, Dion. What about you? Uh, I got the over in the regular season. This same shit. Um... I basically said about uh, about the Packers. Like, I, I think they're going to handle business in the regular season, get smoked in the playoffs. I just don't – this division doesn't really do it a ton for me. I do hear everything X is talking about, but they got a very generous schedule. So, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with over just for the regular season. Okay. You think Brady has a great year this year? Yeah, yeah, I do. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to the team we want to talk about. The New Orleans Saints. Fucking right. I, I thought we were going to New Orleans Saints NFC, but... went in the... <laughs> he said we, not you. I I just... The whole the division as a whole, I mean, that's the best division to talk nah, about. No, yeah, it is. I mean, it is, I guess. I mean, three-fourths is going to be pretty... Well, half of it is going to be pretty good. The other one is a toss-up. But New Orleans Saints went nine and eight last year. Eight and a half over under. I don't know if y'all saw, but Michael Thomas is looking good at practice. Yeah, oh yeah, Michael Thomas. 
I think yeah, we 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 are all in agreement. I'm pretty sure that there's a, this is an over for eight and a half. Uh, let's start with yeah. Let's start with you, Dion. What is your reasoning for taking them over? Uh, I think the rest of this roster outside of quarterback might be one of the best rosters in football. Um, you're looking at like I wouldn't call it a top five defense. I don't think it's that good. Um, but it's between five and ten, I would say. Um, it's a top five defense in the conference for sure. And well, I mean, there's only four teams. <laughs> no, no, in the the NFC. Oh, yeah, you said conference. I'm thinking division. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's a top five defense in the conference. I think they're skill position players. Barring a Kamara suspension, which I'm assuming won't happen. Um, yeah. I'm assuming that's not happening because we just haven't heard a thing about it. Uh, so barring a Kamara suspension, um, I think they got some of the best skill position players in the league, too. You know, the Saints always put together a good offensive line. They lost uh, Armstrong, but... Um, the rest of the offensive line looks really good. They still got Ramzak on the right side. So I, if Jameis can just be what he was before pre-injury last year, yeah, I think this team gets over, especially because, of you know, I, the Falcons and the Panthers kind of stink. Now, we're all in agreement that they're on the over, but I have one question for you guys. If Andy Dalton has to start at least half of the games for them, do you still take the over? No. <laughs> Um, I kind of do. Is it the first like half the or the second half? Oh, you going off the schedule again, huh? Yeah, I'm not giving. I'm not giving you the benefit of that detail for your question. For this question, doesn't matter. Half the season period, he could start the first four games and the last four games. He could start the first half or the second half. If Andy Dalton starts eight games for them next year, do you Listen. still take the over? Probably. I mean, I think they got a five-game stretch where they play Baltimore. Um, then they get like a, basically a bye week because they play Pittsburgh, and then they play the Rams, Niners, Bucks. Minus that part of the schedule, nothing on the schedule really pops off to me as like unbeatable. Well, by the time they play Cleveland, Deshaun Watson has a few games under his belt, and they're at home. Yeah. Well, Cleveland's at home, so that's a game they possibly lose. They play the Eagles on the road. Honestly, two of the last four games are going to be tough. I think their season come down comes down to whether Trevor Penning can be adequate at left tackle. If he's not, we know that he has a tendency to hold and you know incur a bunch of penalties. And in the NFL, them shits kill drives. The last thing you want to do is put James into a bunch of third and longs. So if Penn, he's already, we know he'll he's probably going to be close to dominant in the run game. But if he can be adequate in pass protection, I think that determines whether or not they have a successful season. So far, you know, the um, PFF, they said that he's, you know, he's gotten better each week and he's actually playing really well um, and better than expected in pass protection. So I, because other than that, I mean, find me a hole, bro. Like, pause. Like, at safety, love it. Cornerback, love it. <laughs> Defensive line, love it. Offensive line, love it. Skill position, love it. Like, I, I just, I, I mean, their tight ends are ass, but other than that, bro, that, that fucking roster stats. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think they got one of the best rosters. Like, I would put their other 52 up against the Niners or Rams in terms of, like, best rosters in this conference and the Packers, too, but them losing Devontae kind of takes them out of that group for me. 
Okay, now let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. One of the worst teams in the division. And, well, the worst team in the division, probably. And then, arguably, one of the worst division um, teams in the conference. Carolina Panthers went 5-12 and 12 last year. The over-under is 6.5 this year. Baker Mayfield is starting for them. Christian McCaffrey is healthy. X, you got the over-under 6.5 wins. I got them going under. I don't. I I don't like that team, man. I, I like on offense. Tell me what their strength is. You're gonna say Christian McCaffrey, but can you count on him to be healthy for a full season? And if you're gonna feed him the ball that often, at what point does that start being counterproductive to where then you know you're not able to keep him fresh? I like DJ Moore. I love DJ Moore, but other than that, that offensive line, man. Eh, I like the tackles. I don't like the middle of that offensive line. On defense, who's generating a pass rush? And who are your cornerbacks? You know, I, I don't know. I got to your point, to your point, all three of their potential starting receivers are, are dealing with injuries. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Terrace Martha Jr. Yeah, yeah, I just, and I just think Baker Mayfield's ass, man, honestly, like, He's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna have the offensive line and dominant run game to fall back on. And if Christian, you know, he's gonna dump the ball to Christian McCaffrey. All right, cool. We'll see how long that lasts. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I just don't have faith in him and I don't have faith in McCaffrey to stay healthy. Um, I think McCaffrey's the most polarizing player in fantasy. But if they go over, it's because McCaffrey plays at least 14 games. Yeah, also, like, the on the Baker thing, like, the season everyone wants him to replicate, he completed less than 63% of his passes, which is very below average. Um, so, like, even if he reaches that mark, he's an average quarterback. Like, he didn't have a good season. He didn't have a really good season. He just had, like, a I'm halfway decent type of season. So, it's nothing special. I, I don't think... I don't think this defense is good enough to pick up the slack for that. Um, this team is kind of, in my opinion, uh, everything the Saints want to be, where they like continuously try to go all in and they continuously try to build these rosters and just place a quarterback in there. But the problem is they don't have as much talent as the Saints do, and it hasn't even worked for the Saints. So if you're doing it with less talent than what they have, I got I got the under. You never want to have a head coach that's that knows he's coaching for his job and a front office that knows that if things don't work out, they're probably out of there. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Speaking of head coaches coaching for his job, over under on six and a half games that Matt Rule gets fired. Whenever Halloween is. And that was going to be my other point. Like, he needs to go – he needs to be really good in the beginning of this schedule in order to keep his job, right? Like through the first, we'll go with uh, we'll go with what Lurk said. The first, what would you say, six game or seven games essentially? Yeah. So they start out with Cleveland, Carolina, New Orleans, right? So let's do a best case scenario. They win all three, okay? They get smoked by Arizona the following, probably smoked by the Niners, smoked by the Rams, smoked by the Bucks. He doesn't make it to the Falcons game on Halloween, if that's the case, right? So now you have a team that's not very good, 
isn't exact. I mean, you know, they're in that hovering in that area. Now they don't have a coach. And if you're that other coach, like, are you going to play Baker? Are you just going to play Darnold? Is the team going to get to three and four, fire the coach and decide just to tank? Like, how does it all work? Like, this team has too many question marks for me to go over. Uh, under feels like a much safer pick. I'm taking the I'm taking the under on that as well. I took the under last week on Chaos and Conversation. I almost got tricked into taking the over tonight and switching it up. But I'm going to stick with the under. Last team in the NFC South, we're going to talk about Atlanta Falcons. They went 7-10 and 10 last year. This is probably going to be the worst team in the, in the conference. In my, besides, maybe the Seahawks. Not a fan of the Falcons. Not a fan of their rookie quarterback. Not a fan of Marcus Mariota. Calvin Ridley is suspended indefinitely. Points bet has the Falcons at four and a half wins. X, what do you got? I'm taking the under. I think they're probably a three-win team this year. I think this is the year that they realize that they need to just start building for the future. So I'm taking the under. I do like Desmond Ritter. Um, I think that I don't think Mariota finishes the season as a starter. I think they see what they have in Ritter towards the end of the season. And I think they do that to finish near the bottom. Um, so yeah, I think it's an easy under. They stink, man. I love Kyle Pitts. He's fucking incredible. But if you take a look at that defense, man, it gets ugly real quick. Yeah, I got the under two. I, I watched that preseason game against the Jets last night and I almost changed my mind in the first half. Um I do think Arthur Smith can uh, coach the hell out of the offensive side of the ball, though. So it almost makes sense to go under, right? Like you go under and then you get one of the CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. All of a sudden you go from being the worst team in this division with the worst future, et cetera, to like, oh, shit, this team is the only team in the division with a quarterback. (laughs) So uh, I think it makes sense for them to go under. I think I think they'll be better than expected against the spread. I just don't think they'll win that many games. They're gonna put up points. Uh, Arthur Smith gets people open, and he I think Mar- Mariota at least it was preseason game, but he was decisive through his reads and looked comfortable. Uh, I I think they'll put up points, but you gotta be able to stop somebody. That's something I don't expect they'll be able to do for a few more years. All right, let's move on to Dion's favorite division, NFC West. The defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, they went 12-5 and five last year. And points bet has them at 10.5 wins. Um, I don't think there's a championship hangover. I'm taking the over on this. I think they're easily an 11-12 win team. The 49ers. They've been dealing with health issues for years. They always manage to win games, but there's too many question marks around Trey Lance. I have absolutely no faith in the Seahawks winning anything this year. I like the Cardinals, but I'm going to take the over on this. I think the Rams win about 11, 12 games this year. Maybe more. Yeah, I like their under two, or over two. Um, this is probably you know, the best team in football at the moment with the question marks around Lance, I guess you could say, quote unquote. But um, nonetheless, like they're the defending Super Bowl champs. They added Bobby Wagner, who, to be honest, I think kind of stinks. But like 
he's so much better than anything they had there. Like they were um this that defense was essentially two players and now they've added like a half a player. So um yeah, I, I do think that's a good Allen Robinson to that receiving core is nasty. Um I know they had Odell last year, but no offense to Odell, like I don't even think he's in Allen Robinson's like stratosphere right now. So um you throw that in there if they can figure out anything remotely close to a run game this could be like a 13 14 win team but i think they get to 11 or 12 pretty easy i'm gonna take the under and the only reason i'm saying that is because i don't trust stafford to stay healthy they lost their you know they lost their left tackle that's been there for, i mean right now their, their left tackles joe note boom i have no idea who that is that sounds like a man and creative player <laughs> David Edwards, Brian Allen, Coleman Shelton, and Rob Havenstein. That offensive line fucking stinks, and it stinks out loud. And I don't think they're going to be able to generate a consistent enough um, run game. I don't trust that they keep Stafford upright enough. I think he's going to suffer some sort of injury that keeps him out three, four weeks, and I think that could be the difference. Um, Allen Robinson hasn't been good in a while. He hasn't been able to create separation in a while. I actually don't think that he's that big of an upgrade over Odell unless, you know, we this is the first time Allen Robinson plays with a good quarterback and all of a sudden he explodes. But he's just, I don't know. He's just a different, I, who's stretching the defense? If you think it's Van Jefferson, okay. But who's a consistent deep threat? Um, and defensively, man, don't it's disrespect ever- future Hall of Famer Blaine Gabbert talking about Allen Robinson never played with a good quarterback. Bro, his ass. On defense, <laughs> uh, bro, I mean, that secondary is fucking terrible. Other than Ramsey, those those linebackers are terrible. It's pretty much just Aaron Donald, Jaden Ramsey, and hey, go make, a, go make a turnover somewhere for us. You know what I'm saying? Get a sack. You know what I'm saying? Or draw a holding penalty or something that's going to disrupt the, the other team. But I'm going to take the under, man. By the way, I, I do. I mean, I, I'm still taking the over, but whatever's happening with Stafford's elbow is a bigger question mark to me than anything going on with Trey Lance. Yeah, what's the, what's the situation with that? Who knows? That's the problem. It could just be an accumulation of fucking damage, man. Bro, Stafford used to get pummeled in Detroit, bro. And what happens, and here's the thing about Stafford. When he's throwing picks, that's when he's at his worst. If he doesn't have an offensive line protecting for him and he doesn't have a reliable run game, he's going to be the Matthew Stafford of Detroit, which is high ceiling, but also is high turnover. And I just don't think they have the defense um, to make up for that. So, yeah. I also just think, too, like, you know, um, the throws he makes, like the angles he's throwing them from, that, you know, I mean, that's how pitchers in baseball have to wind up with Tommy John and shit, right? So, like, it's it's just not easy making some of the throws he makes. So much fucking torque on that elbow, bro. It's insane. And you got to be like... He says the elbow's fine. uh, What's he supposed to say? He (laughs) He said he's right on track a few days ago. But you're right. I believe he's going to play. I'm not saying he's not going to play. I just don't know what it means, like, when he's playing. Is he the same Stafford as last year? Is it something that, like, 
you know, later in the season, he could have to miss games. Is he missing playoff games? Like, I don't know. I'm still taking the over, but again, that's a bigger question mark to me than anything else. My favorite pick for the division. This is my lock for the NFC West. Arizona Cardinals, eight and a half wins. I'm going with the over. They went 11 and five last year. I'm not banking on another second half meltdown. For, well, I'm banking on the Cardinals getting off to another hot start and not having another second half meltdown. I think Kyler Murray is really that dude. He don't get the respect he deserves, whether he's playing Call of Duty or he's playing in the NFL. Put some respect on that little nigga name. I got the over. How about you, Dion? Yeah, I got the over, too. I think this team gets three teams, uh, not only in the playoffs, but three teams with 10-plus wins, and the Cardinals are one of them for sure. Ooh, I'm taking the under, boys, and I love it. I'm not sure if I'm going to lock it, check, because I don't know what the other numbers are. Somebody tell me what the Cardinals are. What do they do on offense? Oh, you know what? I switched that. They don't have DeAndre for six games, right? Correct. Yeah, I got oh, DeAndre. Oh, shit. Yeah, got DeAndre. And he's going to be throwing the Hollywood Brown and A.J. Green. Hollywood behind, Brown stinks. Behind the offensive line of D.J. Humphreys, Justin Pugh, Rodney Hudson, Will Hernandez, Kelvin Beecham. That offensive line stinks. That skill position group stinks. And, yeah, Connor scored a bunch of touchdowns. But I don't know if he, he's not that he's not that type of guy. And I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie. I forgot about that fucking DeAndre Hopkins suspension. And then defense, defense is eh, head coaches. Eh, I'm I'm not convinced Kyler's that guy. He's great for Sports Center when he makes some plays. He's gonna pull some shit out of his ass. But trust me, as someone who owned him in fantasy, it's <laughs> it's bro, it's it's boomer it's boomer bust, man. It's boom you know what? I ain't going to lie. I'm going to switch to the under, and I'm taking away my lock. Nah, I, I gotta forgot about the nook. Nah, I forgot about the nook suspension. I got to take the under on that, man. I got to stay with my over just because of what I said earlier in the show. I'm going to double down on being wrong. But uh, Love it. You, you know, know how many we, times last season this nigga switched his pick mid-show? <laughs> talking but about look, I, double down. But look, as somebody who knows that Dion loses a lot of money gambling, I'm okay with him doubling down and being on the other end. You know what I'm saying? I just want to – all I'm saying with the DeAndre thing is, is, like, I feel like a lot of people pointed towards um, the end of the season as to, like, oh, like, end of season Cardinals, they blew it. Nah, that motherfucker just didn't play. Like, he <laughs> he is that offense in a lot of ways. He's the engine for sure. And they spent a first-round pick on Marquise Brown, man. He stinks, bro. He stinks. A.J. Green stinks, bro. They paid Zach yeah, Ertz all the money, like, bro, like, yo, that offense, bro, we Giants fans. Justin Pugh and Will Hernandez fucking stink, bro. Will Hernandez is basura. Bro, DJ Humphreys at left tackle fucking stinks. Kelvin Beecham, I think he was a Giant recently. He fucking yeah, he was. stinks. Yeah, that's kind of my problem with Cliff Kingsbury is even, like, dating back to Texas Tech, like, he doesn't believe in offensive line play, like, at all mattering. Um, he believes he can scheme um, offensive line play. And unless you're Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan, I don't believe that. And even those two, like, they're scheming off- good offensive line play with much better players than <laughs> than what he has. Let's see Hollywood round run anything other than a fucking slant or a goal route. You know what I'm saying? 
yeah, no, that's not easy under for me. I just, nah, yeah. All right, next up, we got the fucking 49ers. They went 10 and 7 last year. Dion, we clearly got to start with you. 49ers, 10 and a half. Yeah, I think this one's way over. Uh, I I think both the Niners <laughs> and the Rams get the twelve. Um, those are the best two teams in the league to me. I think wait, we're wait, getting. You it. Think, wait, you just said way over and took and said they're gonna win one more. Get to twelve at least. Yeah. Um, I think this team, like, if you have question marks around Trey, like, if you're like, oh, like, what's he gonna be? Yada yada. I think a lot of that means a lot more in the playoffs than it does the regular season. Kyle Shanahan having a quarterback that no one has tape on is probably the most dangerous thing um, the league really ever sees. Um, And then you throw in, they now have a backfield with Ty Davis-Price, Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, Debo. They got Ayuk on the outside. Danny Gray looks like he's coming into his own. Kittle's going to be used a lot more with um, Trey there. Obviously, this is a good offensive line. I, I do think there's some question marks on the interior of it and uh, McGlinchey. And then we all know what the defense is. You throw Charvarius Ward into that defense, and um, I think it's pretty fucking scary, personally. Uh, when it gets to the playoffs, like, again, like, that's where um, the Trey Lance stuff gets kind of interesting to me. But as far is as the Jimmy regular... Ward going to be healthy when the season starts? Um, I believe so. But to be honest... Two a half a Lenoga or whatever is a fucking beast. So you could just throw Tarvarius more in the Jimmy Award spot if it's only for like a week or two and be fine. I hate that I fucking agree with him. Here's the thing. With with Kyle Shanahan, like he was able to generate offense with a quarterback that didn't he didn't possess any type of matchup problem for the off for the for the defense, right? You would never scare like, oh, man, Jimmy G's arm or his legs or his fucking ability to go through reads is going to fucking put pressure on the defense. He was able to generate offense by scheming players open. Now he's going to have a quarterback that by himself poses matchup problems for the opposing defense. So when you combine a player like that who by himself can create issues for your defense, we're arguably the best play caller outside of probably Andy Reid. Bro, they're going to be fucking tough to stop. You know what I'm saying? And that defense is that defense. I just think they're going to fucking bludgeon teams. And I don't think Trey Lance is going to have to do much of anything. Um, but we'll see. If Trey Lance can be good in third downs, I think it's an easy over. Um, but I've seen Trey Lance make some fucking throws where I'm like, yo, fam, that's just God-given arm talent, bro. So yeah. if he And from all accounts, he's a fucking smart motherfucker. So it's all about reps. So... I think him sitting last season was probably the best thing for him. That's not the case for every quarterback, but I think for him it probably was the case. And I think, look, we're going to find out because I think Shanahan has been building towards this. So we should be able to see him at his best coaching-wise. So I'm taking over. I think that they win the division over the Rams. It's also like, is there a better defense in football? Like, at least on paper? Like, I I really don't think there is. And then you throw in – um, they took Drake Jackson in the second round. Like he's a fucking freak. You cannot guard Nick Bosa with one or block Nick Bosa with one person. Like you have to double team Nick Bosa. So everyone else gets to go one on one. You don't need to rush more than four because you have to double team Nick Bosa. I don't know, man. Like I, it's gonna be tough to score on him. Look, and Shanahan, we trust. I'm taking the 49ers over as well. 
I'm not sure they're a 12, 13 win team. Like I said, there's a lot of question marks around Trey Lance. If he can be that guy, it's a different story. But he played in what, like three games his rookie year. I guess anything's an upgrade over Jimmy G, but I'm I still need to see more before I'm sold on Lance. Last yeah. team we're gonna talk. Well, you guys oh go ahead, Dion. I was just gonna say, like, I agree with all the question marks on Trey Lance like stuff, and not to like shine a light on it and be like, oh, like it's no big deal, but like it's not like this motherfucker's replacing Russell Wilson or <laughs> or something like that. Like it, Yes, like maybe there are question marks on like, is Trey Lance going to be the franchise QB for 10 years? Is he going to be a superstar? Is he going to be like a top three, top five, top 10, whatever quarterback in the league? Sure. He's going to be better than Jimmy G. Like that that question I know. So I, I'm good from a team standpoint this year um, with Trey, and I'm not too concerned about it. Like I do think the question marks start to become into play a lot more like when he signs a second contract and we have to get rid of some of this roster because this is the deepest roster in football and when he signs that second contract it's not going to be anymore yeah but we're we're like three years away from that matter right so no i completely agree i I was just saying like i'm saying it this is like when the rams went from jared gall to to fucking stafford it's just you can you can have a, a bigger playbook with somebody like Lance because Jimmy G, even if you scheme to throw open down the field, Jimmy G was too much of a coward to air it out at times or to even go through his progressions quick enough to see that man wide open down there. There's no throw that Trey Lance can't make from an arm talent perspective. It's just a matter of can he read the field quick enough? If he can, he should be throwing into some pretty good windows because Ayuk is going to be good. Devo's a beast. Kittle's a fucking beast. So all he has to do is just recognize open receiver and be, you know, have the trigger to, you know, and be able to pull the trigger. And if he does that, that alone is better than anything Jimmy G gave them. And everything you have said is the reason why I'm taking the over on the 49ers, despite the questions I have about Trey Lance. Final team we're going to talk about, Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith and Drew Locke are the quarterbacks on roster. I don't need to say anything else. I'm taking the under five and a half wins. How about you, Ed? Bro, I'm taking the under. And I don't know, like, the Seahawks have been, like, the flavor of the month. Like, you know, every year there's, like, one team that the media, like, hypes up. This year's like, the Panthers and the Seahawks, and I just don't see it, bro. I think they fucking stink. You know, I think that defense stinks. I think that offensive line stinks. They The skill positions, it's all right. It's all right. I like I like Metcalf. But, I mean, it's fun. look at their quarterbacks, bro. And even if they trade for Jimmy G, then what? I think the game has passed Pete Carroll by on the offensive side of, of, of the football. I just don't see how they manufacture any points, even if that defense plays, you know, better than it has the years prior. But I don't see what their strength is. I think it's easy under for me. Um, yeah, I also got the under. I do think this team's a lot, like, better than people give them credit for, but I mean, at the end of the day, bro, you got to play six six games against, I don't know, I think two of the three are the best, team, best teams in the NFC, and I don't think the Cardinals are far off. Um, anybody else, when they get, like, fully healthy with DeAndre back and everything like that, like, they're going to go 0-6 in the division. So, um, yeah, I, they got to go under, man. But I don't think they're that bad, though. Like, I still don't think, like, if I'm, you know – 
if I'm a team like Carolina that needs a win uh, to get in the playoff hunt or like, you know, you guys as giants, like if I'm like a team like that, I, I still don't think I necessarily want to go to Seattle. Bro, that was back when they had the fucking the Legion of Boom, bro. No, I agree. I'm right. just saying, like, it's it's gonna be a tough environment no matter what. And I nah, not so. for nothing. Like, I'm my bad, Dion, but not for nothing. That that shit goes deeper than the Legion of Boom. It's been like that for like 20, 30 years already, bro. When Matt fucking Hasselback was there with Sean Alexander, nobody wanted to go to Seattle to play like. That that fucking crowd is raucous. The way the stadium is designed with the acoustics, it's literally the fucking loudest arena in America, bro. Well, I hope that they cheer their little hearts out for Artie fucking Burns, who might be the worst cornerback in all of football, and <laughs> starting for them. Um, that fucking defense is ass. Like, I don't think, I don't think, maybe Dion, because it's divisional. But, like, I would challenge you to name three starters on their defense. And I only say that just because until I looked at it now, I had to be reminded that some of these bums play for the niggas. They ass. <laughs> like, they're really bad. And that offensive line, Abraham Lucas, come on. Damian Lewis, ugh, I don't know, bro. They're, they're, they're going way under. I like Charles Cross and Gabe Jackson and Austin Blitz, though. I'm, sh- I'm sure they're going to open up a lot of passing lanes for Geno Smith. Uh, fucking Geno Smith stinks. Drew Locke is fucking ass. I don't know. I just don't see it. Three DK Metcalf. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, the, Seahaw- the Seahawks is disgusting behavior, to be honest. Quick question before we end this up. Who y'all got winning the, the conference and representing the NFC in the Super Bowl? That's tough, bro. Uh, I'm going to say Niners just because, like, I feel like what they got, I trust a little bit more than the Packers right now, but and the Rams. But that one's gonna change for me, I think. Like if Stafford Stafford's elbow's not an issue, that one's gonna change for me. I'm gonna ride with Brady. You talked all that shit. No, but that's yeah, for that the regular. Crazy. But that was for the regular season, though, bro. But we've seen in the playoffs, like, bro, you got there's there's certain teams that might present fucking match, you know, matchup problems for them in a regular season. But if you if you take Brady in a flawed roster against Aaron Rodgers in a flawed roster, we've seen Brady come out on top. And with the Rams, the Rams were really fucking lucky to beat the Bucks, bro. They were, <laughs> and trust me, I had money in that game. They were really fucking lucky to win that game. I didn't think that Rams were head and shoulders above the Bucks. Um, the Bucks kind of made some fucking key mistakes. But right now, I got the fucking the Bucks by a hair. But I can see the fucking 49ers being in there. And my dark horse is the Eagles. Yeah, okay, I mean, now, good. I was going to say, I, 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 I think the Niners are the safest pick. Also, like, everything X was saying about the Buccaneers is why I feel that way. Like, all of their, like, biggest flaws are our biggest strengths. I just think that's a terrible matchup. Um, but yeah, I the Packers and the Rams kind of scare me a little bit more than the Bucks. I'm surprised you said the Bucks. All right, real quick, I forgot to ask y'all before. What is your what is your lock be on for the NFC North? Vikings over nine and a half, Bears under six and a half, Lions under six and a half, or Packers over eleven and a half? 
Oh, I said it was the I said it was the the Bears. Okay. Um I'm gonna take my lock as the the Lions under six and a half. And then X, what is your lock for the NFC South? I mean, yeah, the NFC South. You got Tampa Bay at under 11 and a half, Saints over eight and a half, Falcons under four and a half, and Panthers under six and a half. The Saints. Okay, and Dion, you got Bucks over 11 and a half, Saints over eight and a half, Falcons under four and a half, and Panthers under six and a half. Yeah, my um, I think my my lock there is gonna be the uh, the Falcons. Okay, mine was the Saints, and then none of us picked for the NFC West yet either. We got Dion. You got Rams over ten and a half, Cardinals over eight and a half, Forty Niners over ten and a half, and Seahawks under five and a half. I got the Niners over. Of course, I should have known. X, you have Rams Cardinals under on 10. Cardinals under. Okay. And I'm going to take my lock as the Ram, the Seahawks under five and a half. All right. Next week, we got some way too early season award predictions, and then we probably make some bets for the first week of the regular season. We catch you next week. Tune in. Katie's a coward. <laughs>